Hello and welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. This is Gavin here. This is Ian here. And uh, this is the uh, this is a special edition. This is a little uh, cross country edition we're doing here. I'm in Singapore at the moment doing a play called Tribes, and we're doing this via Skype. And I'm in Kuala Lumpur, sitting in my living room in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just got done hanging the laundry. It's been a it's been an eventful day. Yeah, I've just been building a website for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so on, uh, on this week's show we will be doing reviews of uh, Schwarzenegger zombie movie Maggie yep. Will Ferrell prison movie Get Hard Alex yep. Garland directed directorial debut Ex Machina and the HBO documentary Going Clear Scientology and the Prison of Belief is it, is it Ex Machina or Ex Machina I have no fucking clue is it ever mentioned in the film no no, <laughs> that's a big help. I've, well, heard it, no, I've heard it both. I've heard both all the time. I actually meant to look up the phonetics because I kind of have an idea how to read those. You know, the the dictionary crap they give you. Because I because I remember I remember I said X um, X machina in front of Joe Pearson once, and he fucking gave me shit for it. Really? It's like it's X machina, you dumb Chinese bastard. <laughs> I'm not, I've not heard anyone say it definitively what it was. I don't know. It's not, it's not exactly one of those things that you get to use very often in day-to-day conversation. You'd be surprised. Well, especially now that there's a movie out. And apparently um, the movie's very good. The reviews have been very good. Yeah, well, I'll review it later. Yeah. Um, but um, also there was, the, there was the comic book that was... Um, that's right, that's right. Was, and it popped up in numerous other places. Oh, by the way, if you are listening to this, as in we didn't fuck up the recording, um, it would be great if you could listen, like, give us a review on iTunes and like our Facebook page. That stuff really helps us out. And um, if you can't do that, just share it with a friend. That's right. And uh, if you have any questions or anything you'd like to throw our way, you can email us at podcast at com. That's podcast at com. <laughs> so your show, your still your show in, is is still going on in Singapore, right? It's still going on. So today's a dark day. There's no show on a Monday. Uh, the show opened uh, on Friday, uh-huh. and um, it's been going good. It's been going good so far. Um, word of mouth seems to be pretty positive, um, and it runs. It plays until the seventh, the seventh of June at the Drama Center Theater, the National Library Building. So if you happen to be in Singapore and feel like taking in a little bit of theater. By all means, come check it out. Cool. Um, while you're in Singapore, you should probably, I don't know, you said dark day. Is it actually a dark day over there? It's actually dark here. It's been raining all day. Uh, I don't know because I almost always have my curtains closed. So I have no idea what it looks like outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know why people find that really weird. People come in and like, why is the curtains closed? I'm like, because I really don't want to know what's happening outside. <laughs> you're, you're a drama vampire. <laughs> I'm like I'm feel I'm I'm like Nick Cage in Vampire's Kiss. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Trying to stab myself with a sharpened plank. <laughs> well, I was gonna say if you're not well, if your curtains are drawn, you're not, probably not leaving much as well because of the, the stuff you're doing. But um, are you gonna get a chance? Do you think to swing by that place, the Projector? Have you heard of that? No. What's this? The Projector. Uh, it's it's at the Projector.sg. I meant to swing by the last time I was in town, but I didn't get a chance. And it's a little independent cinema. Oh yes, you did tell me about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because um, they were they were showing the original Mad Max a while ago. I probably should have told you. I think that they're not doing it anymore. I probably should have showed you that before. But right. It seems like a proper, you know, European style indie cinema. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no yeah. You, 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 you did tell me. About, I did hear about this. Let me write this down. 
That's great radio. Let me write this down. Let me write this down. You could could have ramped over that. I'll forget about it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so, um, I mean, in terms of of news... Well, first of all, you've been busy, so I just want to check the list. So you haven't seen Avengers Age of Ultron? I fuck. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Avengers. I haven't seen Mad Max. There's so many yeah, things I haven't, I haven't seen. Mad Max. seen. You haven't seen the end of Daredevil. Uh, no, I haven't seen shit. I mean, and we had like it was almost like sweeps week for McNabb and Fries, where there was like you know there was three podcasts worth of content in two weeks. You did see the Star Wars trailer, right? What the second one? Yeah, I mean it's a while ago, but it's after the last podcast. Yes, yes, I did see that. What were your thoughts? Um, you know, I. I I was actually, I mean, I think, I mean, it's, it's a good-looking trailer, you know. What I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't fault the trailer. What, what I was kind of in a weird place about was, um, you know, the Batman v Superman trailer had the uh, misfortune of coming out so close to the Star Wars trailer. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, what, what I was kind of fascinated by and oddly annoyed by was the way people kind of just turned on, on, on one of the trailer and then. And, and on, turned on one trailer and then just endlessly sucked the other trailer's dick. <laughs> well, you mean, uh, and you're talking about the Star Wars one. I don't, was anyone actually hyping up the Batman one? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, there were, there were people who did like the Batman v Superman trailer, uh, I mean, teaser, because it really was a teaser, you, you, know, yeah. you, you know, I mean, but because it came out so close to the Star Wars trailer, there were a lot of people going, this is how you do a trailer, like referring to Star Wars. This is this is this is how you don't do a trailer. You know, like talking about the Batman v Superman thing, yeah. and basically just talking shit about the Batman v Superman movie. Now, the movie could very well turn out to be shit, yeah. but you cannot tell that from that teaser. No, you know, the teaser was perfectly fine. It was a teaser. It did exactly what a teaser is supposed to do. It made me want to see more. It's just it happens to be for the Dark Knight uh, Returns, if not for Superman. You know, a sequel to Man of Steel, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, but really, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, as, you know, it's like, uh, it's, they, they we, you know, we've talked about this before, where we're, they're trying to, it's quite clear, it was clear from the beginning that they were figuring out a way to shoehorn Batman in there so they can get on with building the DC universe. Yeah. We, we, we know this. It, it's, it's gotten to the point now where I think we should just kind of accept it and then just hope that the movies are good. Yeah. So... So, so to so, so to be bitching about the fact that it's no longer a real Man of Man of Steel sequel to me just seems a little pointless now. Yeah. Um, and also, how the hell do we know? We don't know how Superman's going to be going to be treated. And I personally kind of like the fact that it looks like that because all of the things that people were bitching about about the third act of Man of Steel or the yeah. damage and all that, it looks like that they've taken that into consideration in from this teaser. Is that yeah, they're, like they're actually dealing with it? Is that there's you know they, there's they're dealing with the consequences of his actions um i you know i mean like i i don't i'm not crazy about the color palette i mean i uh, i i think it, it kind of sucks that we're losing superman's colors yeah i mean um, i mean they should really do it like when um csi miami met csi new york and like horatio and um lieutenant dan were both lit from different angles yeah like every scene that uh, horatio was in it was orange and, t- and teal and every scene that um, <laughs> Gary Sinise was in was like Horatio, Horatio and Lieutenant Dan. I couldn't remember, <laughs> I couldn't remember Gary Sinise's name. <laughs> that poor bastard. <laughs> I, ran, I ran through every, every, uh, every role he's ever played and the best I could come up with was Lieutenant Dan. So, let's go watch that new movie that Lieutenant Dan's in. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, movies. He doesn't do movies anymore. Uh, so, 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 so I was a little ticked off by that, you know, because I liked, you know, like, and I, you know, and I had that tweet, you know, it's like, can't, well, can't I like both trailers? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I found that a little odd. So, like the Star Wars trailer, yeah, it was great, but I gotta admit, it was weird seeing old Han Solo. Yes, and it was even weirder because um, Chewie uses just for Wookies or something because there's not a grey hair on him. I yeah. know they live longer and stuff, but it looks weird because we know the guy inside the suit is 80 fucking 6. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a, he's a miserable cunt. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw him on his, uh, at his booth in, Com- in Comic-Con and he just looked really, really up. He, he just didn't look happy at all. Oh, well, that was before he had his hip surgery, so he was probably in intense pain. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I, I, he, he had that hip surgery, I think, last year, a year, a year or two ago, so he's actually okay. Well, I, I apologize. I apologize. I, I'm sorry about that, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so I mean, it was cool to hear Harrison Ford. You know, he's still got he's still got the Han Solo voice, obviously. And, and one, thing, one thing people didn't mention was hearing um, Mark Hamill do the Luke Skywalker voice because when he did Luke Skywalker, that was his normal voice. But he's done so much voice work since then. Since then, that you even, even even when he was in the live action Flash TV show, he's doing the trickster from previous shows. He's doing something with his voice. This sounded like. Luke Skywalker again. Yeah, it, it did, it did. And uh, also so, uh, another thing that you know not everyone picked up on is that it's it's an interesting blend of the original recording from Jedi and a completely new recording that he's done uh, to, to add in like, the extra lines and to add the, ex, to add the extra lines and you have it. So yeah. and um, and it, it matches perfectly. Yeah. So I mean in terms of the look and feel of it, I mean you really can't fault it. It looks great. Um, yeah. The new TIE Fighters look great, and there's actually a shot where the new TIE Fighters kind of bobbing around in a hangar blowing shit up that actually looks a lot like what they've done with... I'm not sure if they've done it in the Clone Wars cartoon, but it, I think it might have been in Rebels, where you do get the... They do more of the TIE Fighters close-up on that show. They're not just mm-hmm. always in space. You see them on planets and hanging around and people yeah. flying them badly, and it looks, you know, the same. It's awesome looking. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just... And it, but uh, Did you see the Vanity Fair thing as well where they had the cool photos? Yes, I did. Yes, yes, I did. I did. That looks very nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I, the, one, the one weird thing is that, like, I wonder is Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones ever going to act without armor again? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they revealed that she's Captain Phasma or whatever their name is. And that's the, 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 the stormtrooper with the shiny armor. So looks badass, but it's like, typecast much? Well, you know. So I guess that's what you get when you're like fucking ten feet tall and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> built like a brick shit house. built like a brick shit house. <laughs> it's kind of unavoidable, really. You're not gonna you're not gonna be you know playing opposite fucking Tom Hanks anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, just going back to the the Batman Superman trailer. Um, I like aside from the color palette, I you know I mean I, I like it. I, I I think it looks great. I think I think fucking Affleck looks jacked. Yeah, <laughs> that one bit where he's fucking coming out of some wreckage or something. You know, I mean, it's it's the first. Say again, over. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, okay. So sixteen oh three to sixteen. I'll edit that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So he's coming out of wreckage, right? Yeah, that, that bit where he's coming out of the wreckage, I mean, he looks very, very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Well, even isn't there a bit where he's just wearing a suit and he looks fucking like he's going to burst out of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is there is one bit, like right at the end with, uh, uh, when you're looking at, uh, when you're listening to Jeremy Irons' um, Alfred's VO. 
that's how it begins or something right that's how it begins yes with yes. that that hammy fucking <laughs> yeah I, i'm not sure we'll see i mean obviously you know i thought the same when michael Caine was cast as alfred but we'll see how this works out yeah yeah no i think it's a good choice but you know but jeremy irons it, jeremy irons is one of those actors that unfortunately doesn't he doesn't even need to try to ham it up to ham it yeah. up you know, it's just just the sound of his voice. It's just so actorly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like I think um, I've, just the several clips from uh, Dungeons and Dragons that have been used in those exquisite acting things on uh, yeah. sections on uh, the Kev, one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, um, um, what did you what did you think about fucking Jared Lip? The officials, the first official still they released that one the where one he was, was bare, the one that was garbage. <laughs> yeah. The one where the Joker, the clown prince of prime, crime, the maddest man on earth, sat down to get disturbed, tattooed on his forehead. Damaged, damaged yeah. tattooed on his forehead. Yeah, and and got the the font. Oh, I the mean, font like, wasn't it? The font it, was it, Comic it, Sans or something stupid. Yeah, you know, I mean, like that bothered me. But what really bothered me is why does he have the laughter stuff tattooed as, uh, on the, uh, across the side of his, you know. Yeah, his body and and the laughter is kind of, isn't that like the killing joke yeah, laughter? Yeah. And also, did you see that he also had that... like a smile, as in he could hold it over his mouth? That was garbage. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like what the what, <laughs> who, what is this? <laughs> I I didn't ask for this. You're gonna you're gonna follow up Heath Ledger like this? <laughs> I mean, even though there was not a group shot of uh, the Suicide Squad together, and it just looks. I mean. It's unfortunate that Arrow has done the Suicide Squad already, and it looks, it works on the TV level, like you know uh, what's yeah. his name? They, they did it. Deadshot didn't have all that fucking Will Smith armory crap he has. Who's the other one? I always forget. Deathblow. Deathstrike. Oh uh, yeah, Deathblow. Deathstrike Death in Death. that that worked for that character, but it looks like they've taken that and then added like more more patches and pockets and shit. And Harley Quinn looks weird. Um. I mean, Harley Quinn looks Harley Quinn looks weird, but she 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 does look like to be the the closest thing to the actual source. Yeah, I just the hate the way she's running around in heels. If she's going to be like doing work, she's not going to wear heels. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know it's just like Will Smith. You know, put a fucking yeah. mask on. But man. there is some shots of him in the mask, right? That that has come out. Yes, yes, I know, I know. But you know, it's it's like. It's going to be like Stallone and Judge Dredd. I was like, I'll wear the I'll Once, wear the mask yeah. when I have to. You know, and and that just kind yeah, of it's like every, it's me. like all those you all know? those sci-fi shows where they've got you know the actor who's under the mask and they usually get massive kudos because they have to actually act around it and other actors won't do it. It's like learn something new. Yes, you can't rely on your eyebrows yeah. to start using your shoulders. Although I quite like Killer actually, Croc. yeah, and that's what's his name. That's um, the big dude from Lost, right, Mister Adele, whatever. I can't remember yeah. his full yeah. name. That shot, he, he, that looks quite yeah. interesting. And that's I think again that's because we haven't seen Killer Croc before in live action. Yeah, you know that you know like uh you know K- Killer Croc looks like how I wish you know the fucking lizard had looked like yeah. in Amazing Spider-Man. You know, so instead of the, uh, the no nose monstros- I mean, monstrosity, <laughs> it's yeah. just, just bizarre. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about the the, the yeah. Picks that I've been there's seeing so many. Of them, I'm just gonna ignore them until we get a trailer. They might be able to salvage it, but God only knows. Yeah, I mean, D- David Ayer is an interesting, interesting choice as director, and it is an interesting group of yeah. actors that he's got. It, it's just what I'm seeing, just doesn't. You know, but 
you know, the, like the Joker. I mean, how? Who? 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 <laughs> it's like, do you remember? Do you remember? Was it the Was it the first Batman cartoon after the Batman the animated series was the Batman, and that had like yeah. a dreadlocked, weird looking Joker. And it's like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to follow up a good, you know, a good Joker. Did you see that uh, that thing that someone did where they showed Jack Nicholson reacting to uh, Jared Leto as from, the Joker? Uh, was it from about Schmidt? We just started about Schmidt. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I also like the same thing they did with the uh, the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was just... perfectly timed for the yeah. from Interstellar. I laughed my ass <laughs> off at that. <laughs> uh, speaking of laughing my ass off. I want this is this is it's kind of a review, but I I actually watched oh, it. No. <laughs> it's really? hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. Not in a not in, you know not in a yeah. intentional way. You know, but for like the first forty five minutes where they're actually negotiating, just like you know how they're yeah. gonna do it, <laughs> it's actually really funny. A completely unintentionally yeah. funny. That they that they actually think they're doing something really important and it's hysterically <laughs> funny. And as soon as as soon as like he starts falling for her, the movie turns into the blandest romantic drama you've ever seen, and you just you know it stops being funny and it's just right. dull as dishwater. But but before then, when they're kind of playing around with each other, it's yeah. quite funny because <laughs> you just you're thinking to yourself, it's, it's like it's all gonna go horribly wrong soon. This is this is you know how the how is yeah. this successful? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my review that of that. Um, okay, so I mean, my when you do eventually, you should should go see Fury Road at some point. When you do eventually go, have a look at my timeline. Um, there's been a lot of people who've gone to see it, and there's a whole load of great extra material. There's like a two-hour. We I talked about it on the last podcast with Numa. Um, there's a great yeah, two-hour yeah. um, behind-the-scenes thing slash film. Have a great thing where it's like two, three pages worth of trivia from the movie. One of which yeah. is that uh, Frank, uh, not Frank Miller, George Miller, is uh, looking to get the purest version of the film, and he's, uh, he's 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 demanded this be on the Blu-ray. Is a black and white, a black and white version. It's a black and white version. Yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah. That's fucking badass. Oh, that's very cool. And um, and he's also, uh, I mean, uh, the sequel is called Wasteland. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, I heard before I thought it was going to be called Furiosa, but apparently that was the Akira-style anime they were going to do. So I don't know. I mean. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Hardy, I think, is contracted for three or four movies, or possible three or four movies. So it does leave you in a spot where it's very easy to see a sequel. Right, right, right. No, I'm I'm very excited about the film. I've been wanting to watch it, um, you know, since the yeah. first trailer came out. But um, it's just been, just haven't had the time. Mm -hmm. So, did so, you have some news as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, because I'm, you know, uh, uh, very, you know, talking about Will Smith wanting to put the mask on, you should, you know, take, um, you know, take some advice from Ryan Reynolds was as Deadpool, who seems to be just loving the fact that he's wearing yes. a mask all the time. And whoever um, is running but, their uh, social media accounts, absolutely, is a genius. genius. I mean, I think, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. the first picture was him relaxing in front of the fire that was a mock, a, a, mim a mimic. Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds poster, which is just it's fucking genius. <laughs> and and then uh, then after that, the next one was uh, him taking a shit while reading reading um the the, the comic book oh, where right, they killed him that, off. I didn't right? see that one. 
There's another one where it's just like it's yeah, just yeah, his yeah, legs yeah. in front of a fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? And the actual the Deadpool <laughs> Facebook account account because there's some shots of him running on a bridge, right? Where they kind of I think they're recreating some of the scenes that they used for the that they that they did yeah, in the so test footage. Yeah. running and someone just they put the text over it. My name is Wade Wilson, and I am the fastest man alive. <laughs> it doesn't work pretty well. Um, but he also he saw what he did recently with the uh, Make a Wish. Yeah, that's that's what I was that's what I was going to bring up the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, uh, this kid, uh, Tony Tony um, Acevedo, I think his name is, or Acevedo, um, who is. Um, it was kind of interesting that uh, that that uh, that a kid this a kid this guy's age that his dream was to yeah. meet Deadpool. It's fucking weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I kind of get, but like, it's such a bizarre thing for a kid this guy's age. Like, what? Make a Wish Foundation. Who would you like to meet? I'd like yeah. to meet Deadpool. <laughs> it's like it's um, like a six-year-old uh, saying, "I'd like to meet Lady Death." Right? Lady Death's like one of those overly overly sexualized yeah, comments yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just bizarre. But um, I want to, I want to meet Cinderella. Uh, yeah, and um, so Ryan Reynolds put put up the picture on his Twitter account, yeah. on his Twitter account, and um, it's just yeah, the cutest the kids, thing. Yeah, they got the the mask on and the gloves, and apparently he started beating him up, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know me, I just like to read yes. talkbacks, right? And uh, one like one of the talkbacks is like. Why isn't Ryan Reynolds' face all scarred oh, under the mask? I can't, believe, <laughs> I can't believe they're messing with the source material this much. Confirmed for suck. <laughs> so stupid. You know, like, and then, and then, like, uh, this this guy, and then another guy wrote back, because maybe his mask is on for that scene and makeup would be pointless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. Jesus. Why, why waste your time in talkback? Talk seriously, because it's funny. You should just it's get your funny. you should just get your favorite still... ones printed off on t-shirts and wear them. I should with the, I should, with the funny response on the back. Quote, just <laughs> quote that shit. <laughs> my, my 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 favorite one though will always be that fucking the first time the the Birdman trailer came up and that one talkback guy said like nothing would make me happier than to watch my. Michael Keaton collecting the Oscar next year. And the guy, another guy replied, nothing? Really? Not even, like, personal yeah. achievement? <laughs> it's just, like, people are just fucking yeah. creative. Oh, they've elevated in Souls to a higher. Yeah. Did you see the pictures of Matt Damon in The Martian by uh, that Ridley Scott's directing? Yeah, I did. I did. I did, it's, I did. It's interesting, it was... but also off the back of Interstellar, it's kind of into it's kind of too soon, right? It's almost the the Doctor Man story. It does kind of it does kind of feel a little weird seeing Matt Damon as another astronaut, like alone, stuck in another sort of like wasteland. Yeah, there's kind like of three area. or four points of similarity there, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're you're looking at it going, it's like it's like a deleted yeah, scene or it's something. Got orange instead of blue on, you know, or white. But it does look cool. Yeah, have it you read cool. the book? Yeah, neither of I, I have heard not. it's a quick read, have but you? I hear it's excellent. It's just really, really good. And it is mostly, it's, it, I think it's, I did, the cast did seem to be an awful lot of people, so I presume they're going to cut back to Mission Control a lot. But as far as I know, the book is mostly just him trying to figure out what to do. Because he's, he's, mm -hmm. he's like, yep. I think he's, the technical term is well fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, apparently they, uh, they, they, they screen footage at, uh, at CinemaCon in Vegas. 
and uh, pe- apparently it, it went down like a house on fire. People oh. lost their minds over it. And um, uh, and dialogue-wise, it um, it seemed to have like a lot of cool dialogue. Like apparently one of the lines from the footage that was shown was. Um, I'm left with only one option. I'm going to need to science the <laughs> shit out of this. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, uh, another one of the lines was, in in your face, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> so that would suggest that it's got a cool sense yeah, of humor to it. Cool. You know, because like Ridley Scott, when he's good, he's really good. And he's going <laughs> off a good book, so at least he's not relying on a script he's not interested in. I'm not really bothered about the script, the, the, the Prometheus tale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another visual thing is that uh, Wired kind of just had a, a couple of pictures of one of the orcs from Duncan Jones' Warcraft movie. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the game, so I have no idea who that guy is. But yeah, you know, it looks I, I think <clears throat> I think Warcraft is like the Alliance and the Horde, and it's like neither is the bad guy, if you know what I mean. It's like war comes and stuff. Right, but right. do you know who that? I mean, that's a it's an ILM creation, but they they kind of say about like it's digital, but they don't say exactly how it's done. It's based on an actor who he was the guy who played the the shithead Jaeger pilot in, in Pacific Rim. Oh yes, um, yes, Mac, what, Max Martini no, is that his name? Else, rem, rem, I fucking didn't take the note. Oh, I, I I had a quick what, look the at son? The, the sun guy. Yeah, I had a quick look at um, his IMDb, and he was uh, in EastEnders as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, was he? But there's two shots. I'll put them on the on the blog. One is just like in front of a white background. The other one's like properly lit and everything. And <laughs> you wonder if he shared any scenes. Well, with... I, 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 I doubt it. If if he's if, after Pacific, if he made it to Pacific. Hey, why? How come Mark Kermode has stopped doing that? Is it because like has the? Is it because now? Because Danny Dyer's on, on on the BBC, that um, they've told him he no, can't do that he hasn't anymore. No, any movies out. No, even like the last movie, like that, he, that he's reviewed, it's like he because Danny Dyer still does like you know movies. They just they're just shit. Yeah, like, I, I mean, the they, stuff they don't you know chart, then they won't get a rundown, and it depends on whether they have time to do it. But no, he's done it recently. I mean, you're watching the YouTube clips, right? Yeah, so they might yeah. have missed that bit in the edit. Because I've definitely heard right, him right, do it on right. the show numerous I'm, times, and then relate the story of how you know Danny Dyer threatened to punch him in the nose <laughs> yeah yeah you're still that's another year you have failed to put something across yes. my cancer <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and and Danny Dyer <laughs> so many in jokes on that show Jesus Christ <laughs> I know I know I know <clears throat> uh, but um so yeah, no. So I did. I did see that pic, and it does look very cool. And uh, people were making a very big deal out of it. Like I was saying, like this is the next, the next step in, um, you yeah. know, digital effects and character creation. Speaking of look and um, feels, you saw that uh, Roger Deakins is going to be um, he cinematographer. Uh, yeah, he's going to be cinematographer yeah. too. Yep. So you know, at least it'll yeah. look good. <laughs> I'm. St- I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it'll be it'll be nice to see it'll be it'll be nice Deckard to see the um, the, you know, <laughs> Deckard and the gang, you know, on their on their yeah. fucking walkers. No. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah, how that's going to work. There is a work. book by somebody called Blade Runner Two: The Age of Human. It's kind of shit. It's like when you do a sequel so to iconic. something now, you know, uh, so iconic. You there's. E- it's got to, anything less than a masterpiece will just yeah. destroy it. You know what I mean? It's like, 
I don't know why you would it, want it's to the do pre- that. It's the prequel syndrome all over again. It's like it stands alone. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 weird now that um, if you if if once a movie is old enough, you can officially start doing sequels yeah. to bombs. You can you can just start sitting on <laughs> shit. You know, it's like you know, we 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 got we got a sequel to Tron. We got a third yeah. one on the way, and and everyone forgets that the first one was a yeah. massive flop. <laughs> Uh, same thing with Blade Runner, the yeah, movie bombed. Uh, the, the movie bombed at the time, yeah. I mean, the DVD sales have been solid for 20 fucking years. But, I mean, Ridley Scott's, Ridley Scott's, know, Ridley but, Scott's but already struck out with fucking Prometheus. Yeah, why, why would you want him? I mean, but he's not directing this, Is though. he not? Oh, yeah, the Villeneuve is no. doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they, and they already went together I... on Prisoners, so I don't know. I mean, I, I hope it's good. I hope it's good because, you know... Uh, it's just it's just very worrying because the thing is is that even if it it can't just be good it has to be exquisite it has to be amazing in order for it to justify its its existence and I find that very worrying (laughs) you know because it's you know it's not going to be based on anything this is someone's going to Fancher which is a great fucking name uh, is writing it again and like he was unceremoniously just like thrown the fuck off the first one (laughs) and not talked to for years yeah because it wasn't good enough It's nuts. I think I've mentioned before, Future Noir, Future Noir is the, the book that details the very troubled production of that film. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, the, um, uh, the, the, the there's that very, very, very detailed uh, documentary on it yeah. called Dark Days, which is also really, really, really good. That, um, and, you know, Hanson <laughs> Fancher, even now, like when he's talking about it, he gets pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> he he <Nice>. gets emotional. <laughs> Uh, moving on to trailers. Yeah. Um, yep. Did you see the trailer for Cooties? Yes, I did. This, this looks, looks fun as fun. fuck. And I mean, this yeah. looks really fun. I mean, although uh, you know, I I do think that the trailer does look like it's kind of told you. The yeah. Whole film. I mean, yeah, it does actually. You're right there. I mean, so look, look, so so I'm guessing I'm guessing that the climax is uh, in a laser tag or a paintball oh, no, thing. Look, I, I, it looks like <laughs> they something. get the one healthy kid to bait the the, the kid monster. It's, it's basically if you don't know what this is, this is like kid zombies and the teachers of a school. So it looks like they're going to trap them and yeah. then do something to them. And it's got Elijah Wood, Rain Wilson, Jack McBrayer from Thirty Rock, Allison Pale. I saw it says uh, Hor- uh, George Garcia, Hurdy from Losses in it, but I didn't see him in the trailer at all. Yeah, no, I didn't see him in the trailer either. Um, and it's it's from the co-creator of Glee and the co-creator, the co-creator of Saw. For some reason, he, he didn't get a creator credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it, it looks yeah. like a lot of I mean, fun, and it is it is kind of it is kind of cool to see Elijah Wood come full circle from being the student yes. and the faculty to be teacher yeah. in Cooties. And I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a great shot of just uh, Rain Wilson saying, "Nat time, motherfuckers," and drawing a, ma- a match at something. Yeah, there's yeah, a point yeah, where yeah. They have the, the, you know, that suiting up montage you have in every um, movie. This is your suiting up montage. Yeah. Like they're that aware of it. <clears throat> but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it, it does look like a lot of fun. Also, um, the, did you see the trailer for Black? Yeah, Bass? the second trailer. I didn't see the second trailer because I liked the first oh. trailer so much that I was like, I'm like, I'm yeah. It doesn't sold. have that same um, kind of, you know, that creepy vibe that the first one had. The first one where where he's where he's he's giving up the family yeah. recipe. He's just like, you give you give over it's your like, family recipe like that. You're gonna give me over. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, 
I haven't been excited for a Johnny Depp movie in a long time, so this was nice. It's nice to see him playing yeah. a character. Um, yeah, so I'm... I, yeah, so I know that I do know that there's a new trailer out. I have not, I did not see the new trailer because I've or, I already decided based on the first one that yeah, I'm already I mean, seeing. Yeah, it is a bit movie, of a, so. like teaching his kid like bad shit. Like you know, if no one sees it, you can get away with that kind of crap. He's yeah, like, yeah, six yeah. Six years old, you think you should tell them this crap, this kind of stuff? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> to his wife, but there's a bit <laughs> stuff of like you know the baddest was it the the baddest most notorious kind of gangster flashing thing going on on the screen, which is a bit over the top, but. Uh, uh. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I complete. I sent you this this trailer last week, but I actually forgot to mention it on the podcast with Uma. The trailer for Nina Forever got me really excited. Yeah, yeah, it's an uh, excellent it looks, fucking trailer. It looks as in it. It's actually it's more of a teaser, really. I mean, it's it's just like about a minute, just over I mean, a minute. It seems to cut through a lot. I mean, the whole point of this is they they call it a fucked up fairy tale, and it's a woman who falls in love with a guy who tried to kill himself because his um, girlfriend died in a car crash. And it turns out the girlfriend is not so... Well, she's definitely dead, but she's not so gone after all. But instead yeah. of that, it, it just goes in a really weird kitchen sink drama area after that instead of going into complete horror. Like that last yeah. shot of the three of them kind of resting in bed is one of the most awkward looking things of all time and it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah no, it, uh, I... It looks very and cool. And it's cut with very cool music. Like as, as, as you know, we've been talking the Star Wars trailer and all that kind of stuff, but that was a, that's, a that's, a, that's a teaser for something that I knew nothing about and actually gets me hyped about it just because of the cleverness that went into the trailer. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I, I stumbled upon that in, um, on Collider, yeah. Collider.com. Um, but I didn't check it out until you actually posted it on Yeah, on, just on when Twitter. that music kicks in, I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> that weird... Caterwauling. Yeah, and um, what other trailers? Have well, you know, uh, the person you apologize all the for, Keanu Reeves, in a new trailer with uh, directed by Eli Roth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The knock, did you knock see trailer. that? <laughs> I, did, I did. I did. I did. Yeah, it looks, it looks like it's Keanu doing something very different. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look very. It does look like a very different yeah, type of so, film for him. And uh, hey, John Wick Two is officially a go. So uh, this, <laughs> they're gonna get, they're gonna kill the cat. <laughs> well, he has, another, he has another dog, and actually, in knock knock, he, his knock knock, his family go away for a weekend or something, and he's left there with a little bulldog puppy. I'm like, not gonna kill the dog again. Yeah, he yeah. Two very young girls <laughs> out, and then has a night of mad shagging, and then they come back. Or I'm, I'm not sure if they, I'm not sure if they ever leave. No, maybe that was just I the think, end of the uh, end of the impression. Yeah, so, something like that. And then basically they just like start torturing him. I mean, the, the movie premiered at, yep. at Sundance and um, got a pretty cool response. Apparently, um, uh, one review said that Keanu Reeves has a, a monologue. A, 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 he didn't want to give the monologue away, but he just said that um, there's a monologue in which he's quite sure that after people watch this movie, they're going to be saying the words free pizza <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Weird. It's, you know, you know, you know it's kind of like that... Like that Johnny Mnemonic, you know, is like, I want room yeah. service. You know, apparently, like, he's got a similar moment in this where it's, it's you know, like, uh, it's like free pizza. And apparently after the um, the screening, there was a lot of people, like, going hashtag free pizza. <laughs> it's weird what audiences will grab onto. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm looking, I am, 
I think it looks like I, I think it looks fun in a in a in a cool sort of like slightly exploit exploitational yeah, I mean, kind of way. Yeah, uh, was it the Strangers? Is that the one we watched with uh, Liv Tyler? Yeah, it's like Strangers meets yeah. Funny Games meets meets Fatal Attraction yeah. or some shit. Meets meet, meets the Lake House. Um, <laughs> meets the Lake House. Meets yeah. Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it does look like a different kind of film for him, and also yes. for Eli Roth. I mean, it does. It also looks like a different kind of movie that uh, that, that his, he would do. His, so was it, uh, yeah, green, was it the Green Planet or whatever that thing that. The Green Inferno, it, it still yeah. hasn't been released it's yet, right? Appeared. I mean, like, it's, in, it's still, it's still it's stuck in limbo. limbo. It's not even in development hell anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 ready to go. It's just <laughs> the company's just, yeah, I don't know what happened there. There's two weird trailers I wanted to mention. One was, um, did you see the trailer for Into the Grizzly Maze? It's, it's no. Which one's an awful this? title, but the cast is ridiculous. Billy Bob Thornton. James Marsden, Thomas Jane, Scott Glenn, and uh, Piper Parabo. But oh yes, I have heard of this. I yeah, didn't, I didn't see the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Direct video garbage. It's the title. It's just into the grizzly maze. I think at the end of the trailer it actually says grizzly, which might actually work, but that's probably already taken. And it's yeah, just yeah, you know yeah. there's a big grizzly out in the park, and Thomas Jane and James Marsden are brothers. Cyclops and the Punisher okay. go up against the bear. But it it doesn't look great. It's just weird how all these people are in it. Mm, sounds yes. like the edge. Abs that's what I was trying. That's that's <laughs> it. That is exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin yeah, already cover it. this? <laughs> <laughs> didn't. Let me, I mean, the edge is worth watching. Just 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 to hear Anthony Hopkins go today. I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> The other one that a lot of my DJ, I you know, a few DJ guys here, and a lot of them were sharing the movie uh, "We Are Your Friends." Have you seen this one? I think the highest comment uh, no. on Facebook was just like, "Oh, it's EDM douchebag the movie," because <laughs> it's, it's Zac Efron, like, and a load of his like roofer buddies, and he's all about like, all you need these days, you know, you don't need to get a job, you just need to do software or social on eBay, and if you want to be a DJ, you need a laptop, some talent, and one song. And there's just thousands of comments going, what the fuck is this shit from actual DJs? <laughs> and there's a fantastic um, part where he's at a party and he tries to crank it up a notch. And uh, as he cranks it up, as someone's screen crapped it because the mixer's not even turned on. Yeah, they forgot oh, to turn yeah? the mixer on the shot. But Zac Efron plays the EDM douchebag. Wes Bentley's in it as a kind of a, a producer thing. But just DJs are tearing it apart. There's a whole thing about the number of beats per minute. And like he starts them off at like... 120 117 or one something and then brings it to 128 and people are like oh what the fuck are you talking about it <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's great it's like people are just going to queue up and just go and take the piss out of it <laughs> oh god that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah you, you gotta be careful with that no, I, I haven't. Uh, no, but that's that's pretty much it that I that I think that I've seen in yeah. terms of trailer. Did you see? Remember, there's some. We have some. Did you get some cool stuff? Yeah. Some cool stuff. Oh, oh. Um, okay. No, well, do you remember when we talked about the? Was it the? No, nothing. Nothing that's still available. All the cool stuff is out oh. and sold out. I mean, like uh, there, there was some. There was some cool. Um, uh, there was a cool Mad Max Fury Road poster on Bottleneck Gallery, but that that was sold out in like. Mm, like a couple of did minutes. You get one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried. 
It's like it went it went, it went on sale at 12 p.m. Eastern yeah. time. I logged on at 12:01 and it was sold out. <laughs> It's like, are you <laughs> shitting me? You gotta be there early, man. You gotta have your, you gotta have those. You have to get have sixteen browser windows open and be reloading on them all. Yeah, uh, but one, uh, but yeah, one trailer also that um, I liked, um, although I, it does kind of scare me, uh, but I really want it to be good because Lord knows this guy needs a comeback. Is the trailer for the oh, visit? What's that? The new M Night Shyamalan oh, movie. Oh, I didn't see this at all. This actually looks. This actually looks pretty damn really? scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, it's about these, the, you know, the, these uh, you know, these kids. They go and visit their uh -huh. grandparents. You know, like um, brother, brother and sister. Uh, the mom drops them off for for a week for a week trip at the grand at the grandparents' yeah. house, and you know, um, and the and the thing is, is that uh, they they have, they they have these rules. Like the you know, grandma has these rules. You know, it's like you know, have you know. Rule number one: Have a great time. Rule number two: Eat as much as you want. Rule number three: Don't ever leave your room after oh, nine thirty p.m. Oh, I think I might have seen, <laughs> that, that sounds familiar. Go on anyway. Yeah, and it's just you know, and and the kids kind it 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 it's this weird sort of it's like a combination of um of the found footage mm -hmm. sort of thing, but also but but goes back and forth with you know with, with actual sort of mm -hmm. dramatic narrative, and. And it just and the and the grandparents are just <laughs> fucked up. They're just you know like they're just involved in some freaky shit, you know. Um, and and like the trailer kind of gives you the impression is that like, you know like that, you know will they ever get yeah, home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> will the kids will the kids ever be able to get out of the house? And you know it's uh it actually I mean like I I actually really really want to see the movie. It, it the the trailer has a really creepy scary vibe to it. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I just, I just hope that Shyamalan Ding Dong can do good, do good, do some good this time. I hope so. I hope so because it, it, it doesn't, you know, this looks like a kind of like a back to basics. It looks like a low budget mm -hmm. film, and um, yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I thought it was, it was a, it was a very effective trailer. So if you haven't seen cool. it, check it out. Um, then you know, then the trailer for like Aloha. Oh, I didn't watch that. That's, that's Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah, you know, can I can I say how odd it is to have a movie that's directed by Cameron Crowe? It has Rachel McAdams, Emma Stone, and Bradley Cooper in it, and for me to absolutely not give a shit is such a weird feeling. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's it's. It, I think there was a... it. It it looks like the blandest fucking movie out, uh, imaginable. It, it's like it just looks complete run of the mill cookie cutter corporate. Is this crap. something about is someone in the Air Force in it? I think there was, yeah, there was yeah, a trailer yeah, before, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the second trailer. Yeah, and uh, also, did you see the teaser for the last Witch no. Hunter? The 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 new Vin no. Diesel movie. It actually looks yeah. quite fun. It's yeah, Vin Diesel, Michael Caine, and Elijah Wood. How did I miss this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Rose Leslie, like uh, that 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 chick from Game of Thrones. You know nothing, oh, yeah, Jon yeah. Snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she she's in it, um, but yeah, it actually looks Vin quite Diesel fun. The last Witch Hunter? Yes, he is. <laughs> um, yeah, and like uh, yeah, Elijah Woods playing this priest who's like helping him out. He's a weirdy <laughs> priest, right? Was he a weirdy scary priest? Scary priest? That's usually yeah. And Michael 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 Caine, like uh, I, can't, I can't remember what Michael Caine. No, he's, he's the butler. You know, he's playing, you know. uh, but it's it's directed by uh, Breck Eisner, who directed. Um, 
the remake of the craziest oh, yeah. that I actually I, really liked. That's the one I keep forgetting to watch. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Then, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he has. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah. I was gonna say the cool stuff. Remember a while ago we talked about in Japan, Seven Eleven had their um, they were selling off. I think it was twenty five Neon Genesis Evangelion statues. Have you watched uh -huh, Attack yeah. on Titan yet? Yeah. What the the anime? Oh. I no, I, I thought I'd, I thought you'd, I'd given you something to watch on that, but they're now selling um, these uh, 172 centimeter tall statues of two of the main characters, and uh, not, we're not selling. Sorry, lotterying them in, in 7-Elevens in uh, Japan again. These things are insane, oh, right. like they're anime styled and everything, and it's just it's ridiculous. Uh. Can't, can't be no, these are, these aren't toys. These are statues. <laughs> I mean, these would go really nice if you had the the five foot uh, Godzilla, the six foot uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and um, I don't know. There's been some other giant crap, hasn't there? <laughs> yeah. There's always some giant crap. Did you uh, see that link uh, I sent you? Hang oh. on a sec. Where is it? Click on the chat icon. Live tech support. <laughs> Okay. So this is what this is this has been simmering for months. So I wanted to uh, go through it with you because uh, Dave sent this in for the last one. So if you listen to last week's podcast, you know what we're talking about. But can you see what it is? Right. Um, it's it's loading. It could happen yes. to a bishop. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the uh, bishop from the end of Aliens, cut in two uh, statue that we talked about last week. I just wanted to, it, it's fucking awesome. A life-size a life silicone model of actor Lance Henriksen is the recently bisected bishop from Aliens. You can yeah, it's buy insane, this right? shit. I'm, I'm, I'm the clicking on the... Hey! <laughs> why can't... Why won't it let me... <laughs> <laughs> well, and then... Uh, we are talking to Uma last week. He was saying how um, he just wants to put that on his couch. Yeah, that, that, just, that, that's just, amazing. Oh, I've got much is Just it? prop it up with a, put a bag of Doritos under one arm. I'm scare the shit out of my, my in-laws, <laughs> man. I just put that on, just put that on the, put that on the <laughs> fucking ground. Yeah, like, just put it right by the front door when you walk in. Janet walks in. <laughs> I tell yeah, I was really bored the other day, and what I did, I just YouTubed a bunch of uh, videos of uh, people, like, prank oh, scaring. Oh, yeah, I saw someone doing that today that was, uh, that was on Facebook. Some of that shit's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very um, interested in this. I wonder how much it costs. <laughs> it's probably gone now, but it looks like you saw there's a second photo with Lance Henriksen in the shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, what are you do? So, yeah, moving on to emails. We have a good few. We actually had so many okay. emails last week, I didn't use them all. So okay. email, uh, email number one comes in from Grills, who says, name three of your favorite Mexican actors and actresses. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Luis. <laughs> He's pretty fucking good. He's pretty I mean, fucking I love, good. I love the fact that wasn't um, he the patron, the patron saint of uh, community, the community college and community? 
They had a bronze yes, statue yes, yes, of yes. him that wasn't authorized or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, also, um, okay. So for me, it would be Luis Guzman. It would be Andy Garcia and Edward yeah, James. Don't go for Machete. Nah, I mean, not to say there's no love for him, but I, I love those guys Salma more. Salma Hayek <laughs> is Mexican, right? Yeah, and then, you know, Salma Hayek, you know, but, you yeah. know, Penelope Cruz, <laughs> who looks like a duck. <laughs> she does look like a duck. You know, but, but then those, there's those are uh, quack uh, echo. That's a real question. Does those, those Penelope mm-hmm. Cruz is a quack echo? Hmm. Mm. And... Is Javier Bardem, uh, he's, he's Spanish, Spanish or Mexican? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's the trick. That's, that's what well, we wanted to say like, racist territory, but we're not sure. Well, actually, Andy, actually, then, no, I guess, because Andy Garcia, ah. he's Cuban. He just plays a lot of Mexicans <laughs> on TV. Actually, he, he plays very few Mexicans <laughs> on TV. Why do you think he was Mexican? <laughs> I don't know. Garcia. Just... Yeah. Garcia. Uh... What's the name of the guy who plays fucking Gus Fring? Gus Fring? <laughs> Los oh. Pollos Hermanos. <laughs> I'm still not to that point uh, of breaking back. So, 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 yeah, you say, so it's, it's Luis Guzman, Selma Hayek, and, and fucking... And yeah, James very, I mean, slight spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for anyone who hasn't watched it, but, like, it's slightly weird watching him and not be a Dama in a TV show, you know? He crops up in small things, but when he's in there all the time and he's in a suit and he's commanding a ship and it's it's not a it's not a battle star and he's a bit of an asshole. It's like, no, oh, don't be an asshole, Edward James Olmos. Yeah. What about you? Well, Salma Hayek is a definite in that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to look. I can I can I can see. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. So time machine. That's what I'm thinking of. Louise Guzman, in, isn't it? He's in that, isn't he? No, that's not. Mm. No. No, that's, no, he's not in that. I'm, tr- I, no, I'm seeing him in like all sorts of different things, and I can't pull a single one out of my brain. Um, well, well, there's also that you know what was that, that that heartthrob's name, Gael Bernal I don't Garcia. Think he's I think he's South American. Yeah. Oh, is he? I think. Yeah, I think he's. Isn't he from Argentina? Because that's where wasn't that where Morris Peros was shot? Oh that's yeah, that's why, right. That's why that's uh, you know uh, every. This is, a, this, is a very, this is a very dangerous question. You could very you, easily you, just you, be massively racist. So I'm going, I'm going with your three, so that it's your fault. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, email number seven, come, or the, the numbering's from last week. Um, our next email comes in from Bonnie, who says, who do you think is the queen of Scream? Still Jamie after Curtis. all these years. Still after is all these years. What's Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis, and I gotta admit, I really, really, really liked Drew Barrymore in the opening from the actual sequence screen, from yes, Scream. Yes. Yeah, the actual Scream. I mean, I thought she she was she she played Jamie that Lee really Curtis well. Is in, some, <laughs> is in some trailer for some horror movie recently. Yeah, did you oh, see that? Oh, it's called Scream Queens. Fuck. No. <laughs> it's a, it's called Scream Queens about a shitty um uh, sorority of like stuck up bitches and they're forced by um, Jamie Lee Curtis that they have to open the doors to everyone not just the rich bitches this year and it turns out right, that right. some girl got killed there 20 years ago and someone starts stalking them all dressed as like a, a devil but it's got a weird oh, okay. vibe to it and I'm trying to think who the actresses are uh, Leah Michelle's in it I think wearing like massive braces and 
a couple of other like glee level actresses, actors and actresses. It looks kind of interesting, but it's called well, think... Scream Queens. No, I've heard of it. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think it's actually done by the, the no, guy who really? did Glee. Glee. Well, yeah. it was... if, if, it if, I'm, was, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I, I saw the trailer, but I wasn't too impressed with it, but it was just kind of fun seeing Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, play the, the, the Dean role. It's, it's, yes, yes, it is. It's created by Ryan Murphy, who's one of the guys who did Glee. Uh, it's, um, it's ah, a series. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a TV series, yeah. That would explain yeah. why I didn't see the trailer. Well, I mean, these days, <laughs> there's not really, you know. No, I know, I know. But it was just one of those things where it's like TV no, series. No, no, yeah, no, I was just saying, like, these days, like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis has been the Queen of Scream since the 80s, but like. Well, Nev Campbell was for what? She was the queen of squinting in movies. Uh, Nev Campbell, Neve Campbell, whatever the fuck her name is. Nev, I, I always forget that Nev Campbell yeah. was even <laughs> in Scream. You know, it's, it's just uh, like whenever I whenever I think of Scream, I think of Drew Barrymore, I think of Matthew Lillard, I think of uh, yeah. David Arquette, and, and you know, I, I don't I, for some bizarre reason. Yeah. yeah, you know, Monica from Friends. <laughs> Cougar Town, Cougar Town's in that movie, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, Nev Campbell is like wallpaper for me most of the time, except when she starts, like, she's happy, she squints, she's sad, she squints, you know, it's awful. But there hasn't been, like, there's no, these days, actresses, they do a, a, a horror movie and then they move on to something else. There's not really yeah. that thing of doing so, a load of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. still Jamie Lee Curtis. Still, still holding on to the title. Waiting for a contender. What else we um, got? This is from a different person, but similar question to before. Uh, this is from Brick Brock, and it says, "Name a few of your favorite Japanese actors or actresses." From Brick from Brick Brock. <laughs> yeah, I don't Brick remember Brock. any emails from Brick Brock before, but we've done a lot of these. Well, it's not like I'm taking notes during the show. Fuck that noise. Yeah, Japanese. I feel like uh, Takeshi Kitano when he's not in. Um, what was the one? Sonatine was the boring one. Uh, yeah, that, that was and, the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I do like... Ken Watanabe is actually Japanese, right? Yeah, I, I, I do like... Yes, I, mean, yes, I still is. want to put together the supercut of him looking shocked in Godzilla. Because he just spends the whole movie <laughs> looking like someone just slapped him in the dick with a wet fish. That, that, that is true. He He's just, just like... like... Oh, the whole fucking time... <laughs> Um, it's funny. I, I was like, I never really, um, never really thought about that one actually. Um, you don't sit in bed at night counting, listing off your favorite actors by nationality. I'm afraid not. Um, I mean, it's like <laughs> I, I know them more for like I, I, I couldn't. I know them more for um, like yeah. characters that they played. You know what I mean? Like I, like um, like I always liked the guy who, uh, you know, the. the he was the he was the lead in fucking uh, battle royale, and uh, and I think he was, you know, I think he was also in uh, Death Note as well, uh, so, you know. But I can't for the life of me remember his fucking name. Um, one guy that um, who um, that that I really like is um, fuck. Who did he play? Who did he play? He's done he's not he's done a fair amount of stuff actually. He's even done quite a lot of like uh, Hollywood stuff. He's a very very famous actor. So, um, yeah. Uh, Hero oh, Yuki yeah, Sanada. Yeah, Sanada before, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, he's he's done a lot of stuff. Also, um, 
you know, and uh, there, there's that there's that chick who was um, in the, the Brothers Bloom. But the thing is, but she was also the thing about her, and um, you know, I'm talking about um, um, she, what's uh, she, uh, Rinko uh, Ki, yeah, yeah, Ki, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing the thing about her is that I like her in some movies, and in other movies I yeah, can't yeah. stand her. You know, so so it's um, you I know, and uh, like 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that. But you know that like she, there's a whole like there's a whole cult around her because like uh, while you know while she sucked us in, she doesn't you know she kind of kowtows to um, what's his name Stacker Pentecost or whatever the fuck. Um, she kind of kowtows other people, but it's like actually Japanese people or you know women of color have said actually no, that's actually respecting her culture and standing up in it, like being defiant without being a, a bratty American way of doing it. Like, there's a whole weird cult around here of people saying, like, no, she's actually awesome. She's just awesome in a different way. Well, whatever. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, there's some movies she's in, yeah. I think she's really good. And then there's some movies I see her in where I'm like, you know, yeah. what, what happened? You know, um, and also, you know, you kind of, you got to love, um, you know, uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Who's she in? What's she from? Hey, oh, sorry. he, he. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just been in like he's one of those guys like every time you need like a like like a, like a like like a Japanese Japanese character, just call this guy. Oh, he's right, in yeah. tons of stuff. Um, but um, they're they're the ones that I'm sort of most uh, fam familiar with. You know, I'm um, I don't watch as many uh, Japanese movies as I used to these days. I don't have I don't have I don't have a, no, don't me have neither. a dodgy video me shop in the corner where we just go in and pick at random. Me neither. I, I've, re I've really I've really slacked off actually. I'm, I'm sure Japanese I'm just going to list the entire cast of uh, the Attack on Titan live action movie when that comes out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more. I mean, like I, I actually. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, moving on to. If you want to email us, you can get us at podcast at com. Uh -huh. Say it. That's podcast at MacGuffinFries.com. Cool. Um, as we don't do many documentaries, I'll uh, jump off with uh, a review of Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of, of Belief. Okay. This is a HBO documentary came out a while ago. It's based on a book um, that also shares a similar title. And it's it's all about like L. Ron Hubbard and, you know, the slightly... It covers a lot. It covers, like, the start of uh, Scientology all the way to almost the present day. So mm -hmm. there are certain things that are kind of left very, just kind of glossed over a little bit. Because cause I kind of, I mean, if you don't know anything about Scientology, it's really good to see this and just figure out, you hear how fucking weird it is. I mean, if you haven't seen yourself, I mean, I've, I've happened across this shit numerous times before. Like I read the, when Paul Haggis, who's in this documentary, um, when he had his big breakup with the church and published a, a letter and stuff like that. And I, I just had happened to see that at the time, whereas it's kind of more revelatory for some people seeing it now. Um, it is him. Um, I can't remember. The other, I can't remember her second name, but there's a woman called Spanky, Spanky something or other. She used to be a confidant of uh, John Travolta. Uh -huh. And it just goes through how L. Ron Hubbard, you know, was a hack sci-fi writer, uh, created Dianetics, thought it would live off that forever. It didn't work. Tech, tax exiled, bought some boats, got his upper echelon of his uh, Scientologists to start fucking running them and then just be, you know, got more and more crazy. He kept inventing new levels that people had to pay to reach and each new level was adding more craziness. And if you want a real primer about what Scientology is actually supposed to be about, you need to watch the South Park episode, which they don't mention in this, which I think is one of the best primers on the whole cosmology that they have. 
you know, that, you know, the war mm-hmm. millions of years ago, there was a, Ameri- it was a, the, a world was very like 1950s America and they froze all the bodies, dropped them in volcanoes, detonated them. And that was here on earth. So when you're born, you have all these evil spirits attached to you. And the only way to get rid of them is through constant, what they call auditing, which is where you're hooked up to an e-meter and they ask you to, what's your craziest shit? And then they might use this to blackmail you later if you leave. Yeah, I mean, everything, you know, like uh, having not seen the documentary, but everything that I've heard about Scientology and everything I think everyone has heard about Scientology is that it is batshit insane. uh, This kind of brings, this kind of focuses a bit more on in the later half, um, batshit insanity, but also some of the abusive stuff that was there going on. Like, you know, the people were brushing, were cleaning toilets with their fucking toothbrushes and shit like this. Like, these were all... Once it's once L. Ron Hubbard died and this crazy motherfucker um, David Miscavige took over. And if you Google this guy, one of the weirdest things, one of the greatest things about this documentary is all the footage from their International Association of Scientologists, I think it's called, or Assembly of Scientologists, where it's like a fucking rock concert crossed with um, Hitler's March rallies. Like these are giant <laughs> fucking stages and it's all, you know, stage managed to the, the high end. And Miscavige looks like Clamp from Gremlins 2, like John Glover. You know, he's got that mm-hmm. blonde bouffant and yeah, 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 suit, yeah, yeah. and he's like uber, uber, like so confident, it's annoying. And uh, we see these videos, and it's fucked up. And the great thing about this documentary that it is over other things is that the, some of the guys who are talking about the shit that went on, because they were the upper, the executive all kind of got thrown into some hellish, um, what do you call them? Uh, trailer, you know, trailer parks, and they were kind of forced to rat on each other and do all this other shit. So this this footage of these people when they were at his right hand side, like it's not just photos. There's them being there. One of them was like their PR guy, so he was like refuting all these acts about um, you know, them kind of uh, harassing people and all this kind of shit. And these are the mm-hmm. people who are now talking about it, and they like, I can't believe they wasted so much time and there's so much horrible shit they did. And it's really interesting to actually see that to it because before this. It was all kind of happenstance because everyone was afraid to talk out about it. Whereas these guys have already mm-hmm. been separated from like, there was one woman who's her son knew someone who had been, who had been cut off and then she wouldn't get, she wouldn't disconnect from her son, but her daughter did. And she never, she'd never heard from her again. You know, these horrible things that happen to people. It's absolutely, it's absolutely right, harrowing, right. but this, some parts of it are over egged a little bit. There's, um, you know, some editing choices are more, they're like more like directorial choices are a bit, some of the crew shit is a bit over the top. You know what I mean? Like there's Mission Impossible style music playing almost throughout. There's a lot of clips used from his movies, which are kind of like, you're doing that to kind of get a bit more sensational, if you know what I mean? I, I find yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. away from their argument a little bit. But all very interesting stuff. And fuck me, research your... Like Paul Haggis says it best when he actually made Operating Feet in 7 or 8 was where you see the, the handwritten notes telling you about Xenu and all the dead ghosts that are clinging onto your body. And he's just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so, and uh, how, how does uh, like, how does Tom Cruise and uh, John Travolta fare in this? They... Um, well, you know, Travolta, they talk about, you know, Travolta couldn't believe what would happen to his friend because his, his handler, um, her baby was taken off her at one point and she took the baby back and managed to escape and shit. But he was kind of, he was disappointed in her not standing up for herself, but once she left and he tried to contact her, they record these auditing sessions where they ask you like about your most because the whole thing with these spirits hanging onto you is they're like supposed to be your um you know, all the bad feelings you get are from these ghosts. 
So by talking about right. it constantly and by, you know, reliving it, you kind of get them to fuck off. And right. they record that shit. So your innermost secret desires, it's all confidential up until the moment you leave. So no one knows exactly, you know, <laughs> uh, they, they, cr there's a lot of disclaimers where Cruz has refuted any of these things happen. But like, you know, the guy who was running the hit team was saying like, yeah, we did tap Nicole Kidman's phone and all that kind of shit. But it's all... The only bit that, uh, that he appears on is like when they had that. Remember that video that came up a while ago of him talking at uh, their conference and yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was a, a yeah, speaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. On and he declined to comment for anything. And there's some interviews with John Travolta, which I think are from he's in like military fatigue, so I think it's like the general's was it general's daughter, general's daughter, or probably basic, basic. As well, yeah. So he's talking about it there, but there's nobody yeah. talking about it after that. They kind of you know you get the idea they're keeping their heads down, so it's like. There's things like that that are like, okay, you're kind of focusing on that because people want to watch that. But there's things where one of the guys who left, his wife sued Miscavige for harassment. Because if he did it, it would fall under his religion. So it would be religious beliefs that they couldn't do anything. Because she's doing it. She's not yeah. a member of the religion. So therefore, it can actually fall under civil law. They don't follow up with that. So that was a bit of a pain. Right. But yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, it's got you were talking about good phrasing earlier. There's at one point they talk about, um, you know... They, they hate on psychiatry and it's because he probably he, he L. Ron Hubbard submitted his book to psychiatry because he thought it was on this huge psychological breakthrough and they all they called it psychological folk art <laughs> so that was fantastic but it's definitely worth a watch if you don't know anything about them it's definitely worth a watch yeah cool alright uh, so yeah I'll uh, just uh, talk briefly about the movie Get Hard um, so yeah this is the uh, new film that's uh, directed by Ethan Cohen. Um, prior prior to this, he was known more as a writer. He uh, wrote the script for uh, Men in Black Three. How, 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 how do we dif distinguish him from Ethan Cohen from the Cohen brothers? Yeah, it's, oh, it's Ethan. Ethan. E Ethan. Right? Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan yeah. Cohen, and he's been prior to, prior to this, he's known primarily as a writer, um, like uh, you know, um, Men in Black Three, uh, Idio Idiocracy, uh, Tropic Thunder. Uh, Madag you know, Madagascar. Okay. So he's written some, some fun. He's written some stuff, some some interesting stuff. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> this is this is one of those movies that that you, it should have been yeah. so much funnier. You, you've got you, you've got Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart in the same movie. Um, I mean, I like Will Ferrell. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I find Will Ferrell very funny. I find Kevin Hart very funny when he does his stand up. Um, in terms of, you know, I haven't really, I haven't seen The Wedding Ringer, so a lot of the stuff that I've seen Kevin Hart do in movies Screaming. has been more in small, has been more like in small doses and as, as a supporting player, and as in small doses, I've always yeah. found him funny in films. Um, you know, not everything Will Ferrell, I, 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 not everything Will Ferrell does is funny to me, but for the most part, I am a fan of this stuff. Like, I yeah. love Talladega Nights, I love, um, you know, I love old school, I love, I love it when You're he my boy, Blue! Off. And you my boy was drinking. <laughs> you know, and this has, you know, this has a, a you know, it's, it's a funny idea. It's like, you know, he plays this millionaire, James King, who's um, going to go to jail for fraud. He's got a month before he goes to prison. And he is and he asks uh, uh, Darnell, played by Kevin Hart, to basically teach him how how to handle yeah. himself and, and darnell prison. is his um driver or something or, or... Uh, darnell is the guy right. who washes but, his and, who, and he's also squeaky um, clean, right? he's never been to jail or anything 
And he's also, yeah, he's never been to jail. Um, Will Ferrell just assumes he's been to jail simply yeah. because he's black. Um, there's a lot of, depending on your racial politics and how sensitive you are when it comes to this stuff, you could find this film incredibly yeah, offensive. Uh, um, you know, like, uh, I, it does, it does completely stereotype <laughs> everyone. Completely. Uh, to the point of being quite yeah. uncomfortable. Um, and it, and I was just amazed at how, you know, um, kind of not yeah. funny it was, you know, especially, you know, and you got Alison Brie in there who's, who plays, um, Will Ferrell's uh, fiance. She seems to be having a little bit of fun. Craig T. Nelson, yeah. fucking coach. He's in there playing the role that Craig T. Nelson plays. Playing coach. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean the cast, they do yeah. what they can, um, you know, hey, even John Mayer turns up. So, so it's a total car crash then. <laughs> it's a total car. Um, but you know, there are some funny, there are some funny bits in it. I mean, there were a couple. Of, um, it's not to say yeah. I didn't laugh. I mean, there, there, there were. I did laugh. Well, you, know, in places. You, you know, listening to I, the Mark Mode, Mark reviews, did it pass the six laughter test? No. No. No, it didn't pass the six laughter test. I, it was was like there were three big laughs. Like there were three moments in there where I did laugh out loud. Um, the the standout moment being for me where where Will Ferrell is um, essentially trying to um, he's taping himself trying to right. trash talk, and some of the things that he says are pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> you know, your ass just got twenty likes on oh, Insta right, yeah. fuck. You know. <laughs> You know, just, just things like that that I thought were pretty funny, There's, and some ahead, of the, hmm? and some of the things that Kevin Hart does, I found to be pretty funny. Like there's this one bit where Kevin Hart calls up his cousin who right. did go to jail, you know, and he's like, "How would you like to make five hundred dollars?" You know, like just to tell me yeah. what jail's like, you know. And then he's like, "I'm not gonna say," and he's and then you know he's quiet for a bit, and he's like, "I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that." All right, all right, like, like I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a short Cliff Huxtable looking <laughs> motherfucker, you know. And, and 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 so I just found bits like that kind of funny, um, but overall, it's like something was just not something was missing, you know. What I mean, like it, it felt like it wanted to be sort of like edgy and really kind of like it wanted to try and say something about yeah. class classism, but it just ended up being kind it was, of offensive. it wasn't smart enough to <laughs> ride that line. Yeah, I just wasn't smart enough to ride that line, and I remember reading an interview with the. Uh, with the director who was saying like, you know, that he sees this movie as, you know, this generation is trading places. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it is not. It is nowhere near this generation's trading places. I mean, it it's it's a very forgettable yeah. film. You know, um You expect better yeah, you, from you expect better from everyone involved because you know everyone involved. You've seen everyone in this film be so much funnier in in much better films. Um, so in that regard, it's just a, a little disappointing. And you know, no one's going to be talking about this movie, you know, like a year from now. Um, when no you were saying about the invent of the swearing thing, which is pretty funny, you should check out Spy with Melissa McCarthy and uh, Jude Law and Jason Statham. I reviewed that on the last yeah. podcast, and once she gets into the middle of the film and gets into the the cover identity she has then some of the swearing is mm -hmm. fantastic yeah that's a fun cool. movie cool cool yeah 
No, uh, I've heard I've heard good things about it actually. So I went in expecting nothing much, and Jason Statham is brilliant as playing a bumbling CIA agent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah? considering, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. you were telling me about that. All right, so yeah, that's pretty much my review of Get Hung. Um, up next then, so I saw X, X, which is the directorial debut of Alex Garland who um, wrote uh, The Tesseract and The Beach, right? And he's been... Yep, also wrote Dread, also wrote yep. 28 Days Later. Um, very, very, very gifted writer. And... I mean, The, be the, the Beach is one of my yeah, all-time favorites. I never saw, read the book. I, only, I keep meaning to read the book, but I saw the movie and that was weird. <laughs> so this movie, um, he wrote and directed this, so he's a clever little shit. Um... Yeah, it's about uh, Caleb Smith, who's Donald Gleason, Brendan Gleason's son, uh, playing with American accent. He's a programmer who gets hired. He wins a lottery, and his boss brings him out to his amazing retreat, um, and he wants him to participate in a Turing test. So, for anyone who's not in computers, a Turing test is a test they, they run it every year to see if you can do it. Where a human sits at a computer. Ah, what did you do? I can hear myself. Huh? What did you do? No, I just uh, took my headphones out because I'm going to go get up. something. I can't talk like this. I, I'm, I'm picking up static. <laughs> All right, okay. It's back on. So, um, yeah, the Turing test is where a human sits at the computer and has a conversation type through typing with someone else, and they don't know whether that person is a computer or a human. And the idea is that if it's a true artificial intelligence, it will respond in a way to confuse the human user whether they know it's a, a human or not. So mm -hmm. this takes that and kind of fucks with it because it's very clear that there's... It, this guy, Oscar Isaacs, Nate, is, the, is the, the boss, Nathan, and he's got this robot, Ava, who is very human in certain ways, but has a see-through stomach and like legs and stuff like that. So it's very clearly a robot, and it's, he's fucking with the test a little bit. And he's fucking with Donald Gleason as well, because this guy seems like a massive asshole. So the whole point is like, what is actually going on? Who's being tested? What is, what is being tested? What does... Donald Gleason want, what does Nathan want, what does actually the robot want, and what's going on with the creepy Japanese girl who serves them food every night. There's all sorts of, like, it's just tense as fuck, this movie. Like, the power keeps going off and locking everyone in their rooms. There's, like, you're slowly, you don't know who to trust. It's really quite tense, and at the ending, it, it, it all resolves in a nice way. Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, all of the reviews have been great. I'm, I'm quite it's excited to see it. definitely worth watching. It's a really cool AI movie. Um, Alicia Vikander plays Ava. She's very, very cool. You know, the shots in the trailer, like it gets to mm -hmm. the point where you don't know who you don't know who is. You know, you don't know who's the androids and who isn't at that point. You know what I mean? It's got that kind of thing. There is right. an element of having mm -hmm. seen some of those movies in the past. I was just waiting for it to hurry up slightly to get to where it was going to answer those questions because the trailer posed those mm -hmm. questions, right? The trailer posed some mm -hmm. questions like, you know, the the, the Deckard is Deckard a replicant question? You know what I mean? They were posing that earlier, yeah, so yeah. it did take a little while to get to where I needed to do. And it's just so many awkward conversations with Oscar Isaac being drunk and Donald Gleason being awkward Donald Gleason. That it kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just uh, like, oh, for the love of God, just tell him to go fuck himself and go to your room or leave or whatever. But it's very cool. Mm -hmm. It's a very cool ending, and uh, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting, and uh, it does a nice touch that does. I don't think it gives anything away, but as the lobby to the house when you walk through it. This piano mm -hmm. playing. It's the Jurassic Park mm -hmm. theme. 
Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> that is, but it's not the main bit. It's all the other bits around it. I'm like, that is fucking weird. And that kind of, you know, it sets a tone a little bit. Yeah, very, oh, very, very cool. cool. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Hopefully it does well. I mean, I think they're... Cause it's, Hopefully it does well. I mean, they're doing weird sort of releases around the world. So everyone I've, everyone I've seen who's seen it loved it. Uh, or really enjoyed it, right? You don't love this kind of movie. Um, and hopefully Alex Garland will get to direct some more interesting things. I think he is, actually. I, uh, I remember reading somewhere that um, that he's in it's talks cool. or something. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so yeah, I, I saw Maggie, which is the... Uh, the uh, post-apocalyptic uh, zombie movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Breslin as Maggie. Um, the plot is very, very simple. Uh, the world has been plagued by, I, I, I love this, the, uh, the, it's, called, it's a virus called Necroambulist. Okay. It's the Necroambulist virus that uh, turns people into zombies. Um, walking Dead, right? Necro is dead and Ambulist is, ambulist, yes. ambulist is the walk, right? Yes, yes. Um, and so at the at, at the beginning of the film, we find out that um, Maggie has been um, infected and that she's essentially ran away from home uh, because she doesn't want to endanger her family. And uh, that her father, um, Wade, um, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, has been searching for her to bring her home so um, they, you know, he can... Just be with they, so he can just be with his daughter in yeah. in her last days. Uh, so when he finds her, he finds her because basically she gets caught by the authorities and they're gonna mm -hmm. put her in quarantine. And um, uh, Arnold's character knows a doctor that's able to pull some strings to get her released into his custody. Um, and then after that, they basically have two weeks. After which, after which time, he's got to make a choice: either put him in quarantine, either either take her into quarantine. Um, where she'll essentially be put down, or he can do it himself. Um, and that's and that's that's the story. I mean, and this is not giving anything away. All of this is kind of in the trailer, and all of this is pretty much laid out in front of you in the first five minutes of the film. Um, it's it is. Some people have been bitching about the film, saying that um, that it's very dark and that nothing really happens. It's a zombie um, movie. If if by that do you mean like um, you know if you if you're going in there expecting yeah. like a shoot 'em up with Arnold basically uh, killing a bunch of zombies then yeah you're yeah. right not not much happens um, but it's not that kind of movie it is very very much a straight up character study yeah. drama you know it, it's not even a horror film it's mm. it's a straight up drama um, and yeah. I really liked it I mean I I. I really, really, really liked it. I thought it was very nicely done. I mean, you can tell that they made it on a low budget. So, you know, they, they, there's not, like, a whole lot of different locations. A lot of it just takes place in the house. Is it two of them bombed. in the house, right? Is it? Um, well, it starts off with, um, because um, uh, Maggie's, uh, Maggie's mom has uh, since passed away, and Arnold has okay. uh, remarried um, to uh, okay. Jolie Richardson. Whoa. Uh, the character's name Jolie, is Karen. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, um, and he's got, uh, two kids, two kids with her. And so when he brings Maggie back, the two kids are basically, uh, the, the other two kids, um, have to go off and uh, live with yeah. their aunt for a while. Um, and Julie Richardson's character does stick around mm -hmm. for a while 
until the point where it starts to get a little scary and then she's like, look, I can't do this. And then after that, it's basically just Arnold and Abigail Breslin together. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it, 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 it's actually, I mean, to, to, to say any more would actually just really just sort of give, give a lot more away. Cause I mean, it actually is a very yeah. simple story. Um, and it's just about this whole thing of like, it's a movie about sickness and loss and We're dealing saying, with loss and, and, and saying goodbye. I mean, that's that's what it's about. And to see, and Abigail Breslin gives a very very impressive performance. She's really good in it. How's that? Um, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of um, has been said about Arnold's performance, and I think that he is yeah. very good in the film, um, in the sense that he convinces as yeah. a real person. You know, I think he, uh, he can, uh, because he can do that in real life, right? Well, because he's so used to, we're so used to sort of seeing him as this kind of like indestructible, like, you know, whatever, no, you know, um, guy who yeah. always kind of wins. And to see him in a role like this where he is completely weathered and beaten down, like even, even the way, even his, um, his body language is very different. He looks, he, you know, like his body language is very tired and very worn down and he looks frail and, uh, that goes a long way. And, you know, and, and it's nice that he's he's allowed himself to age in a very natural way. So, like, unlike Stallone, who has who definitely looks like he's tried yeah. to have some work done. Yeah. You know, um, whereas Arnold, you know, he's he's an old man now, and he looks it, and he's he's growing. He's he's not he's afraid growing, to show he's it. Growing old and, gracefully. Yeah, he's growing old gracefully, and he's got he's got a couple of emotional moments in the film cool. that work. You know, I mean. You know, I mean, he's he's never going to win an Oscar. He's never he, he he's not he's not a natural actor. But this is the most natural I've ever seen him. And he does have some very effective, quiet moments where he is in very very believable and very impressive. Um, you know, the 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 biggest the biggest problem will always yeah. be his accent. You know, you know, it's in, in my the daughter. sense that in the. Well, it's 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 just the whole thing of like you know you're playing, you're playing a you know a middle America yeah. farmer. Where does the <laughs> accent come from? You know, so once you get past that, that's probably the only real issue with it. Is like for people who didn't grow up yeah. watching Arnold, you would you, that accent sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb. But you know because you you know because you're familiar with Arnold, you know how he talks. You know, we've grown up with that accent. It's less distracting for people like yeah. like you and me. But like for a kid who didn't grow up watching Commando and Raw Deal, Predator, and all that shit, they'll be like, "What is? Yeah. Ooh, how did this happen?" That's like we said that. Um, I've said that in the reviews about um, or talking to Uma about the Mad Max. Like Mad Max himself in that movie isn't really the driving force in that movie, which is very clever because it has been thirty years since he was in a film. <laughs> so introducing yeah, him yeah. through. A, just a, a car chase with a badass Charlie Theron is a very clever way to do it. Yeah, I don't think there's a similar method for introducing Ernie's accent. No, no probably not. Uh, um, but I mean, like so they, they, you know, uh, they, they have tried to like explain it in some of the films before. You know, whereas in this one they don't. It's yeah. like he is who he is, and that's it. Um, and uh, yeah, so the film is really just about their relationship. I mean, Arnold has one monologue where he's talking about you know, how he met, how he met Maggie's mom. And he, you know, he, he pulls it off really well. I mean, like it, there, there's a tenderness to him in this, in, in this, in this film that yet we haven't seen German before. At any point? Oh. No, unfortunately, <laughs> no, you know, but, 
but it's you know funny that you bring that up because like you know like I really enjoyed that scene in, yeah, in Escape Plan and and it's there was a natural there was a nat yeah. it was very natural and I would like to see Arnold Arnold do more stuff like that in his native language you know where you, 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 the same way the same way Van Damme was really good in JCVD where yeah. he spoke French you know what I mean it's just like there's suddenly it becomes natural yeah. it's not forced you know and but you know that fucking Arnold will never do that because Arnold sees himself as the poster boy yeah. of the American dream. And for that reason alone, he can never do a, you know, he can never do a film yeah. where he just speaks German. That's true. Which is, which is a shame. And it's, uh, the movie hasn't done well oh. from what I understand, like in, in terms of box office. I mean, maybe it make, maybe it's made good money, you know, on VOD, but the, you know, it didn't get a wide release. It was a limited theatrical release and it didn't take in a whole lot of money. Um, which is which is upsetting because not so much like whether you like the film or not, but Arnold's not the kind of guy who takes yeah. risks like this, and the and the fact that the risk didn't pay off means he's just going to go back to maybe, doing maybe ten years ago, same. twenty years ago he might have, but at this point he's got more money than God, right? So I think he can afford to do a few of these if he wants to. I hope he does. I hope he does do more movies like this because looking at his current slate, it just looks like it's more like, you know, Terminator and Triplets and fucking Conan, you know, and, and like, you know, although having said that, I would love to see a Conan movie like where he's all old and haggard and, you know, like yeah. I would love to see that, you know, um, I have zero interest in watching a sequel yeah. to tw Twins, um, you know, the, the, the jury's still out on the new yeah. Terminator film, but after watching this film, I really hope he does more stuff like this because um, he's he he has he, he can he can he can do more than yeah. than what we think Is he it can too do. Too late for his Richard the Third. And or Henry. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, the 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 highest compliment I can pay I can pay his performance is that he convinces as a regular person, which he which he has never done before. <laughs> cool but yeah i mean i mean it's not for everyone the movie does take its time it's not a fast-paced film it's as i said yeah it's a drama like could you and see so it? you know don't have don't have any illusions about whether or not you're watching some fast-paced yeah. zombie could you film almost see it as a stage that. play um no no i think it works it, it is it is okay. fairly cinematic i mean i mean i mean uh this the director henry hobson it's it's his first film um, but he's made a really successful career, um, doing like, uh, opening title sequences for movies. Um, and he, he also directed, um, the trailer for, um, uh, for a, a game, uh, that was, uh, called, uh, shit, what's the name of it? Yeah, um, oh, Resistance okay. 3. Yeah, so, and if you watch the, if you watch the trailer for Resistance 3, it's a very similar sort of visual aesthetic that he applies oh, to Maggie. Um, but yeah, but he's done a lot of like, he's made a very, he's had a very su successful career uh, as doing a designer for, you know, like uh, title montages and stuff. Like he did the Lone Ranger, he did The Last okay. of Us, The Game, um, Snow White and the Huntsman, The Thing, Fright Night, The Help, cool. Bad Teacher, Tree of Life, wow. Rango. Uh, so, uh, and he, and he also, he's also done like, um, since you brought it up earlier, like the walking dead, he's the main title oh, design wow. <laughs> director for that, you know? So, and they um, do that every year. Yeah. So, 
you know, he does have he does have a, a very interesting uh, yeah. eye, um, and there are some mo- and there are some scenes in it that are quite powerful, just just in terms of the way the way it's framed. Um, so, I mean, of course, of course, if you wanted to try and do it as a, as a stage play, you probably could, but it's not shot that way. Yeah. Great. All right, I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. Okay. So that ends our show for today. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah. And if you make it to the end of the show, the keyword is where is it? I'm necroambulance. <laughs> the keyword is nec- necroambulist. Ambulist. Ambulist. Not no ambulance. No, not ambulance. So yeah, um, Gavin will be in tribes. Uh, you got anything else coming up anytime soon? Uh, theater wise, nah. This is it. This is it for uh, for the year. Um, I can take. Uh, but uh, but but my uh, my short film is coming out on YouTube, uh, on Doghouse Seventy Three Pictures YouTube channel in July. Doghouse, what is it? Three, um, three, seventy three. Forty eight. Thirty one. Doghouse Seventy Three Pictures. I'll put a link up. Yeah, that'll be coming out in that'll be coming out in July. So uh, as it gets closer to that, I'll um, talk more have, about that. Have, should we reveal the title now? Or oh yes, yes, yes. It's uh, it's it's the longest title I've ever come up with. It's called uh, the incredibly strange tale of the man who lost his love but bought it back with a yeah. packet of duck rice. Check it out. Wait, I'm not, I can't get all that. <laughs> I'll put a link up when it when it pops up. Um, yeah. As usual, I my if you. Want to see more of my writing? It's at starburstmagazine.com and uh, nerdspan.com. Um, so. Cool. And I also write the uh, film column for the Malaysian edition yes. of Esquire. And uh, I'm available on Twitter at McNasty Prime. And I'm available uh, at Gab. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks very much. Bye.